Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go Rams, motherfucker. Go Rams. Oh, man. Okay. Rams, nigga. Yeah, nigga, yeah. Look at you getting all sportsy. Look at you getting all sportsy on a, on a nice little weekend. Sports ball fanatic. That's me. Oh yeah. Okay. Big big fan in the NFL. Big a hey, OBJ. Big fan. <laughs> you hit an OBJ with a big fan. Huge <laughs> fan. Love it. Big fan of him. Uh, yeah. W- welcome to Overly Medicated. Uh, a podcast dedicated to HBO's Euphoria, uh, starring Zendaya. I am Justin, here with Mark. We are on episode motherfucking six. We got two episodes left, Mark. Can you fucking believe it? <sighs> Comes by so quick and goes away so fast. We waited two years, and we get two months. That's how, that's how, that's how it shakes out, brother. <laughs> I don't get it, man. We were having so much fun. From a negative and a positive standpoint as well. And now we're already saying goodbye to overly medicated within the next uh, two weeks. But because of that, I do appreciate the types of conversation that we have had when uh, we try and escape from euphoria from time to time. So that's also been good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's great. I, I think that, um, you know, we are we are here to, to talk about this show, but I think it's grown so much bigger. People people wait for this this podcast every single week and, <clears throat> you know. I still get shocked when people listen, so mm-hmm. I, I can't. I can't even front. It's 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 exciting for people to listen. Um, I I want to get into the episode. I felt like this episode was long was longer, but it was like they. I think they had a longer BTS segment this week. It Probably was, it's like an hour, hour ten, and it was like a ten minute BTS. Usually they're like five, so I guess they had a lot to talk about. I guess, mm-hmm. but um, what what's going on in your life, Mark? Yeah, I, I see a lot of people have been hitting you up about. Uh, you know, movies you haven't seen. Uh, so that's been, uh, that's been fun, man. You start the wire because I, I'm very, very concerned. I, I, I think that has been the thing within the past week. Uh, shout out to Tim, shout out to Skip, um, everybody on Twitter that has been um, making sure that we, or at least I, start the wire as soon as possible. Um you know, I haven't started it yet, and I'm putting my hands up. I, I, I'm put, I'm putting my hands up. I can't start the wire yet until I man, get the, the last. No, no, I'm, it's not cap. It's not cap yet. I have to finish the last movie in the queue. We just set it off. As soon as we hit set it off, boom, phase B of the up next queue starts. And we already know the Matrix is on it. We already know a bunch of different movies are on it, documentaries that I have to watch, so on and so forth. The wire will be started i promise i promise it i i I don't know if i'm gonna live tweet it i know skip uh had a whole lot of fun live tweeting the wire and so many people were just like people are gonna spoil it i wouldn't like yeah yeah everybody's been like "Mm, wait for season two and this happens and i was like "Ah, i i i i kind of stay away and also shout out to my dog score swayze score swayze said that he is very excited to also see because i think people just take as far as hbo shows i feel like People hold the wire in such high, high regard. And depending whether or not this type of show can ever be topped, a lot of people go wire, a lot of people go Sopranos. I am going to, I would like to say that I'm going to have way more of an interest starting the wire than I have the Sopranos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I think wire is better than Sopranos, but I need to rewatch Sopranos as an adult, but I'm excited. I want you to tell me everything because I need you to get the yellow jackets real fast. I finished that over the week. I t- I talked about it on Black Print, mm-hmm. uh, and then I'm I'm talking about it here. It's it's a fantastic show. But I got I'm gonna be busy next weekend. Horizon Forbidden West comes out on PS5. Oh man, why 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 are you looking up to the ceiling already for that? 
Because it's about that time, nigga. <laughs> what is it? What is it time for? Sony back. Sony, <laughs> oh, Sony back. I didn't. Th- I didn't think Sony ever. I think I didn't think Sony ever left. March is going to be a banner month, I would say, for us and PlayStation Five. They gave us. They gave us a couple months off. They ain't released nothing since eh, <laughs> like August. Damn, since, all, since August of a hitter. Oh, or was it? What was it? What since Ratchet? I think right. They didn't release anything. They gave us a whole year of bangers and said, all right, y'all got the year. And then they said, all right, we back with it. Horizon, Gran Turismo, uh, mad, mad shit coming. Stuff that we don't even know about coming. So I'm I'm excited for Horizon. I'm, I'm taking off on Friday to play it. So I'll be doing that while we... Taking all, ta- I haven't taken off. Well, actually, I'm lying. When was the last time I took off to play a video game? Um, Here's the thing. My job is completely cool with that shit. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, that, that actually does make sense. Yeah, it makes more sense to be like, yeah, I'm taking the day off to play a game. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, we're probably gonna do it too. Yeah, exactly. They're all doing it. Like my, you know, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Like I, I'm, I'm happy, but I, I ain't nobody more happy than than, than Josh Pease right now. What's up with Josh? Oh yeah, Josh. Josh is for sure celebrating. I don't know if he's celebrating in the streets right now, but shout out to the rant. I mean. You know, shout out to the Los Angeles Rams, man. Very big, very big weekend celebration for L.A. Josh said literally just now he's driving around the city listening to Chosen One, the version <laughs> with the verse from Future. Don't talk to me. That's what he said. It's going to be big talk as we as we do every single uh, every single week now on 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 the black print. Uh, our Patreon starts this week. That's going to be very late. This, this week. And we have quite an episode to start it off so five dollars put that five dollars down uh it's one of the it's uh, i i shit you not my it markets the early versions of these of these episodes but i shit you not mark this is legitimately going to be one of the greatest podcasts you've ever listened to this week prom- this, this week i promise you i was already i was already excited to hear the wally phone call last week i wanted to hear him go more into detail of like the mindset of hey man how am i gonna make sure that j5 gets fired from his job with his with his camera roll there's been plenty of bad moments that could happen from a guy in his camera roll so being able to hear that was very fun yeah yeah it, it's it it's one of them ones <laughs> okay it's definitely one of the ones me and john i we legitimately had tears in our eyes last last weekend talking about this this is pre-super bowl so post-super bowl is gonna be talking different but um not a lot of news coming out of the, the euphoria things and had a super bowl commercial i thought it was really good her and uh, andre 3000 mm-hmm. uh jordan peele new trailer for his movie nope barbie ferreira in the movie Shout she's probably barbie. in that more than she is on this show <laughs> And probably a much, probably a much better line, probably much better lines that she's getting also as well. Absolutely. She is, <laughs> she, listen, don't post a single thing from this show ever. So shout out to her. Do I don't do, blame do her. People, do more people take a look at Barbie Ferrer's Instagram? And, and, and granted, you know, there's plenty of things to enjoy from Barbie Ferrer's Instagram. But when you start looking at those Sunday, those Sunday afternoon scrolls on Instagram and you see Sydney, going, hey, new episode tonight. Zendaya going, hey, here's what we're going to talk about on Euphoria tonight. Boom. Maude Apatow. I got this photo. This photo's looking lit. Everybody's liking it. Barbie Ferrer's Instagram will be two photos of her and the girls. No caption. Yeah. At best, nothing on story. Probably, probably a couple, probably a couple shares of what she's seen on Instagram. But when yeah. this Nope trailer came out, boy, oh boy, was this one of the first things that we saw on Barbie? She said, "Very, very happy to work with a visionary." <laughs> <laughs> very happy to work with a fucking writer for once. Jesus Christ! Happy to work with a real nigga. <laughs> <laughs> You got, you got I think you got an easy cap. You got an easy cap that. A real writer. <laughs> real director. Average 90% Rotten Tomato. Oh, don't do that to Sam. Oh, man. What's hey, going Hey, shout out Barbie, man. Let's get into this episode, man. I, let's get right to it. Um, <clears throat> episode six, A Thousand Little Trees of Blood opens with Rue at a table. Uh, actually, no, I didn't. You know what? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't put us. I didn't put us into the into the episode. Correct. Let, let me yeah, let I me mean, play. You, something. you know what I'm saying? Let me play this is this. We're gonna talk about episode right now. I'm so sorry. Uh, right after this. 
some of this shit? I don't want that shit. I don't give a fuck. I don't play that shit. And I'm finna bust a cap. What did they go? Let's shut the fuck up. Slow down, slow down, slow down. You see that brick house right there? That's the nigga crib. When he come out, you gotta tighten his ass up. I'm gonna get in the other car. All right. This deep cocking and dumping, the drama really means nothing to me. I ride by and blow your brains out. Brains out. It's no time to cock it. One way you can stop it when niggas run up on you with them things out. Yeah, I had to let the whole skit rise. <laughs> Sorry about that, y'all. Oh man, I hope I hope people that are listening to Obi Mulligated know that's one of the greatest songs of all time. I had I had this song queued up and I like legitimately went right past it. I don't know how I, I blanked on that one. My bad, y'all. Um <laughs> now you already know the name of this episode. Um Ruins at a table, <clears throat> trying to open a Jolly Rancher. Major supporting cast member here, the Snot Boogie. <laughs> Shout out to the Snot Boogie. When you when you watch the wire, Mark, you'll get that that reference. But oh, Snot Boogie in her nose. <laughs> her mom walks out like serves your ass right. <laughs> Come on. Man. That's what you get. Hey, overall, what'd you think of the episode? Um, I, I thought that it was it was really good in the first 15 and like the last five, and everything in between was just like this nigga's back at it again. You know, this back at it again. Last, the last week has such a Last week left such a different taste in people's mouths that I was actually really surprised to read and 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 see the differences online. People that loved it, the people that hated it, the people that ended up just being indifferent after last week. I think I end up falling into that third area on how I'm going to approach these last three episodes of Euphoria. Last week was crazy, man. For better, for better or for worse, I think it was very safe to say that last week was crazy. So going into this week, I approached it differently than I did different Euphorias. Season one and the bonus episodes that we have talked about more than enough, I would say, on this show. For those, I think it's fairly underestimated to see how many people are really jumping into Euphoria and starting at season two, mm-hmm. episode one, which startles me. Mm-hmm. It feels like there was such a difference in how I approach the show compared to what I'm going to do for these next three weeks. Because after last week, I, it's, I don't want to necessarily say I approach episode six and what's going to come with seven and eight as like a comedy. Like it's like I'm like I'm fucking watching a, a HBO special with somebody, but I'm, I'm viewing it with a different set of eyes than when I watched this show and things were like very serious as far as the talking point. Almost similar like how I would watch insecure and that's not a dig at insecure essentially but i know i'm gonna get good talking points and i'm gonna get a good amount of comedy that comes from that that entertains me in a way that euphoria was a little bit different i didn't i wasn't really watching euphoria in a sense of high entertainment we found things funny between you and i in euphoria probably more so in things that weren't uh, supposed to have that much humor but I really like the talking points that came from addiction, that came from the characters that we saw on the show, so on and so forth. And in these first 15 minutes, I think we see something that was very, very serious, a little bit similar to how things kind of felt. It used to be. That's that's what I liked about the beginning of this episode. Yeah, It reminded me of what the show used to be. Mm -hmm. And the, the ups, the downs, it felt natural. It felt almost real in certain points like i know this show i said a couple weeks ago i know this show is ridiculous okay i know this is a ridiculous show but but like look at what happened last week and then look at how they're starting this week it's like back to grounded reality type shit and it's like that like there's so many and even in this episode there's so much tonal difference yeah it is crazy one thing i saw on social media is that is is people talking about it was about to be the showdown the throwdown between maddie and cassie we had memes this is what this show has become we had memes 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 Maddie and Cassie about to throw down. But that's what you happens when you start this on, on season two, episode one. You have no idea who these people are, what is happening, what is the purpose of this actually happening. That's why I get stunned when I see a whole lot of uh, when I see a whole lot of these, and I see the oh, this is what Euphoria is. Oh man, I don't know. You might have to count me out. You have no, you have you have no idea who Rue is and what the story even pertains to. You don't know why Rue's a narrator. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's those those are the type of things that throw well, me off. 
it was so many people excited. I wonder what they think now that they never even had a camera. A camera. They were on on, on screen together <laughs> this week at all. They didn't see each other this week. No. Like what? What? What type of like Twitter need to stop trying to script every damn show out? Just let it play out, bro. Well, I, 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 th- I think there's always going to be people that that try to to guess the show. We got that in season one. Remember, remember Rue's dead. Remember hashtag Rue's dead in, oh, in, yeah. in season one, and everybody try to call the fact that that Rue's dead and she's always been a narrator. I think I think that thing kind of ends up going. Uh, it's probably going to happen throughout the remainder of the show, throughout going throughout season three and things like that, but. From what we've had in these past, well, at least at least within the first beginning minutes, I think we start getting to a point where you want to start seeing more of what happens to the main storyline that we expected to have between, hey, what's going on with Rue and her addiction and her road to possible clean, possible sobriety, but we don't know yet. All we got for those first moments where her taking sobriety very bad shivering in showers yeah mom mom's mom's trying to take care of her she's prepping for rehab she says that her mom tried to, she took her to the hospital for a couple of days she, they're waiting to get her into an inpatient rehab instead of just a detox because clearly she's fucking detoxing her mom is going through it shout out to mom i saw a lot of talk about how <clears throat> the writing of the show was was, was very weird because it was just like sam doesn't know any black mothers so he doesn't really write a good mother. Like he, he, it, it, someone said, basically he writes he writes the parents like they're white. There's no they, they, like Rue's mom could be white and you wouldn't know the difference. Sure, and I, I think that was fair criticism. Okay. That's very fair because there's no way <clears throat> with her mom knowing <clears throat> who she is, her color, all of that stuff, what she has to deal with, that she would have allowed what happened last episode to happen, and that she wouldn't be talking her shit this episode. You know what I mean? Like we got a bunch, we got a really good, this was the episode about moms. Let's just be clear. The moms were front and center mm-hmm. in this episode. Yep. Nick's mom, Cassie's mom, Rue's mom, front and fucking center. If you didn't have a mom, you weren't on the show today. Yeah. <laughs> like so we didn't, so we for sure didn't see Jules dad. <laughs> we, if you didn't have a mom, this wasn't your episode, but you got a lot of moms here. So uh, you see Gia crying as usual, uh, consoling Rue. <laughs> Rue, Rue says, you know, her mom was born in the church, she, but, you know, she doesn't regret what she says to her mom because she doesn't remember what she said, but she does regret what she said to Ali. As much as she's a liar, a thief, violent, whatever, what she said, reducing his life to one moment and that will get and that gets called back later on in the episode. Mm. She shouldn't have reduced his life to one moment. And she said she should call him and apologize. I rolled my eyes. Um <laughs> When she said, uh, "Hey, Christian, but at least they believe in forgiveness." Do you remember what you told your mom last week, bro? Well, well, clear, 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 clearly she doesn't. Clearly she doesn't. And had the uh, the "Don't judge me" quote that she had uh, right after that, and said, "Hey, um, I feel bad for reducing Ali's life to one moment. It's kind of like what you would do with me if you didn't know me." Said, "Boo, boo." We watched last week. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Thumbs were very, very down. Face turns that Sam tries to write into this show. See, we weren't talking. We weren't saying you. We weren't calling this nigga by his first name last season. <laughs> we're calling this nigga by his first name this season. We, I, am I? Is it Cap? <laughs> we were like, what's what the extent of Sam's discussion in season one? We were like, hey man, this is a show with uh, Sam Levinson and Drake as executive producers. Looks good. And we're off. And that was season one of Overly Medicated. This season, I'm looking, right, I'm looking at you right in the, in the camera, nigga. I'm looking at you right now, Sam. <laughs> Is this uh, camera on me? Is that what you? Is that what you get right there? This one, that one. <laughs> um, in a really great scene, I, I will, I will admit, this is a great. I thought Rue was better. This is controversial. I thought she was. I thought Zendaya was better in this episode than she was last last week. I True. thought. I thought it was way better this week. It doesn't, <laughs> involve, that's, that's, it doesn't involve her running up the damn not. street and playing Frogger. I think that's. <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> No screaming and yelling either. This was a, I, I got crazy before. I needed to see a subdued. So she calls Ali, <clears throat> apologizes to him. He forgives her. And she says, do, you know, how do you know that I'm telling the truth? How, you know, how do you know? And he was just like, you know, the hour is certain to come. So we must forgive graciously. Really good quote. She eats the Jolly Rancher finally. That was her Jolly Rancher of forgiveness. Title card. Really nice scene here. Then we see Ali coming over to cook for Ru's family. Ali tells Gia, who's helping him cook. 
that it's okay to be uh, angry at Rue as this whole thing has really been harder on Gia as we all we all see. I mean, we've seen how Rue gaslit her for you know a whole episode at one point, and um, Gia says, uh, you know, I'm not sure, but she says, you know, I'm I'm the, I'm not sure that being angry helps anything. And Ali says, you know, that's that's irrelevant to the point. Gia says that she's fine. Ali says, I didn't ask you if you were fine. Hey, he's working. He's that was that was that was the very light Allen Iverson just 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 as a quick triple threat move, just a quick triple threat to see how Gia will react. Yeah, Ali's good again. Coleman Domingo, God, Praise. God sensei, God sensei on this show. Um, really, really, really good stuff. We're getting the character stuff. We're getting the Gia stuff. We're 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 learning about what's happening in the home. Then we go to Nate. <laughs> I think, I think I texted you. I think I texted you and it was like, oh my God. Ali's making jokes about Rue. Rue's not going crazy. She's just like, damn, y'all barn me up. Gia's laughing. Leslie's laughing. I'm like, man, one of the few times in this show that this household does not feel like everybody is on pins and needles. And it felt amazing. And all it took was a little bit of food and a, and a little bit of a dinner for that to happen. But that mm-hmm. got took away from us so quick because we got right to Nate and the gray sweats. <laughs> Why are you talking about Nate's gray sweats, man? He knew what he was doing. <laughs> niggas know what they doing when, when, when niggas know what they doing when, when they put the gray sweats on, man. Let's not let's not let's not tap dance around this. Let's not lie, man. You sure? I mean, you you right, you right. Nate doesn't know what happened last week because when he's working out, he keeps his phone on silent. Nate's mom downstairs, pissed still on the floor. By the way, <laughs> let me tell you one thing. That piss, unless that house was ice fucking cold, that piss is not wet. It is in the wood. <laughs> You're nasty. That's that's drunk piss too. That got a different type of smell. So you say niggas going oh, 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 throughout, throughout oh, the house? Like, like you ever play Mortal Kombat when, when Sub-Zero puts down the ice? <laughs> when he does the ice, the ice pool on the, on the floor. Unless Nate's about to pull an ASAP Rocky whenever he discusses his, his home floor now. <laughs> Slipping on semen. We don't know what it was on the floor. But uh, mom listening to En Vogue. Shout out to her. She feel liberated, I guess. I was, they kind, both I was feel- kind of surprised. I was like, okay, okay, En Vogue. I see the vision. Aaron, Aaron, who they all hate. <laughs> Poor Aaron. What it's not, Aaron it's not funny. See, this is a prime example of us laughing at shit that's not funny. Poor Aaron. They fucking hate Aaron. He's just like, he's a fucking idiot. Uh, so, you know, Aaron's like, what the fuck's wrong with her? And, and, and you know, deep down inside, Nate knows, what's, Nate knows what's going on. He knows we free. We's a free massa. We free. Uh, <laughs> um... What concerned Nate, according to Rue, who's narrating this whole this whole sec this whole middle section of forty minutes of the show, this dominates this episode, and there are good parts about it. There are parts that I think, to me, not the worst thing they've ever done, but some of the most just like what the fuck type writing. If you can hear the sirens, it's Super Bowl win. So you already know niggas is going Damn, crazy. They going hard like that. Sheesh. Yes, they're going crazy out here. Um. He says that he saw 35 calls from Cassie, but what worried him was the zero calls from Maddie. So, hey, <laughs> that, bitch, that's you know. <laughs> This bitch is a fucking lunatic, and I am talking yeah. about Cassie. Nothing, nothing at all is going to warrant 35 missed calls. No, nothing has ever in my life warranted 35 missed calls, but I was very interested in what he said about Maddie because he actually had a quote. He said his honesty scared, or her loyalty, excuse me, Maddie's loyalty ended up being the one thing that scared him the most. That's one of my questions that I have for you this week, Five. Has somebody's loyalty ever scared you? Yeah, my fiance. (laughs) (laughs) What scares you about her? Bro, because if you break that, there's no coming back. I mean, she'll kill kill your ass. uh, You ain't nobody that's that loyal. (laughs) Like, you gotta have somebody that's that fucking loyal. I don't ever wanna cross that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, I'm not, hey, I've seen what she can do with knives. Oh, no. Okay. Nah. I'm not fucking with it. So you think that's, so that, so that sounds more like the idea that Maddie has for Cassie then. When you break loyalty like that, ain't no coming back. He knows that. He knows that shit. That's a different type of, it ain't like, oh, she always going to come back. It's, it's like, it's not that he cheated. She would come back because they would just have intermingle, you know, inner, you know, 
fights between each other. You put a you put her best friend in it, another nigga. It's over with. Do you honestly think That's, that Nate would think that Maddie would 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 go forward with killing him though? She talked about it, but I think Maddie yes. was at the point of Cassie. In she almost did last season. She tried to kill him last season. She almost did last season. Yeah, she tried to kill him. What happened last season again? Between Nate, between Nate and between Nate and Maddie, she almost tried to murder. Him? I said it was it was okay to be gay. Oh well, that well that that sent Nate off the fucking. That's a NATO the fucking wire. If that was if that was her way of trying to uh, 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 set him up to do his own self harm, then Maddie is more of a Eric Cartman than I think she is. <laughs> but no, I, I think again, like Lloyd, he, it's it's weird that Nate understands the 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 quality of loyalty, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. And 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 I thought that was <clears throat> that was a cool quote. That was a cool quote for him. So, um, if any, <laughs> that's a good quote too. If anyone crossed Maddie, she'd bury them. I say, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's 37. Of course she will. All right, you know what? Um, Maddie, <laughs> we yeah. find out that she's 18 this episode. And I said, all right. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> what did you want? The Seinfeld, the Seinfeld laugh track when that part happened? I wanted, I wanted the gym from the office look at the camera. <laughs> 18 years old in fucking 1998. If, if Alexa winked at the camera, would you? Would it, I, I, think, I think that's the humor part that I think we would appreciate. I would definitely appreciate it. So um, we we get to Maddie, who is uh, babysitting. She's at that house for a very long time this episode. It seems like fucking two days she's at this fucking house. <laughs> Maddie compares. She's on the phone with Kat. She compares her feelings with Cassie to a school shooter. How when people interview them, they're like, we well, we didn't know, you know, that he was like that. And then she said, you fucking idiot. Of course you did. She compares that type of hatred to Cassie. And I said, that was something it didn't sell with, right? I said, Sam, that was very, very vivid. Um, there's a lot of writing in this. And there's another quote that I'm going to bring up where I'm just like, what the fuck? What, who would write anything like that? Maddie says she wants to murder her. Cat Green, Big Green. I think she might win it just off of just. There's too much wild shit that happens here. I want to give everyone a Green Award, but Cat's the greenest this episode. She says, "I never trusted Cassie because she always seemed like the type of person that would fuck your boyfriend." And I, I said, like, I, "Whoa, whoa!" <laughs> I was like, "Don't remember who, what happened when you got your jaw rock last <laughs> week, and you was running out the house crying." <laughs> was Maddie doing that to you not Cassie what you talking about and then how she got fucking silenced last week oh yeah like like shut the fuck up Mm -hmm. up, hey hey, she shut up that looks terrible cat looks terrible this episode and we're we're gonna we're definitely gonna well we're about to talk about it now we we go to cat who's on the phone with Cassie at dinner with Ethan ignoring him but okay first off before I even recap this what do you feel about this whole scene It, it just this is what the fuck was this? <laughs> this is to me the worst. Uh, being objective here, this is the worst scene in the, in, in the episode here. I was trying to think if this was the thing that set Barbie off because this, I think, is something that I don't even think Cat would have the mindset to try and do and do a horrible flip of trying to escape the conversation that she's been trying to have with Ethan for a good, feels like a couple months or so, and just cannot do it. She has talked to her own mind about it. She has had vivid imaginations about this. Can't talk to many people about it, even though um, uh, this is something that she really, at least for what we have seen from her perspective, is indifferent about, has no type of deep feelings or emotions. My issue is that we don't even get, we don't get more about her deep feelings about it. We got a really good scene with her in episode two, which I thought was one of the best scenes of this series. That talked about just how women have to, they're, they're being fed. Remember, it was, it was they're being fed self help. Mm-hmm. And I said, Where did that lead to, Mark? Where did that lead? Uh, good Nowhere. Shot of her screaming. And um, that's, that's it. That's what we got. Nothing. So here, this, this, this storyline has been back, back burnered for six episodes. Kat call, she called Ethan, said, You know, come, come to dinner. She said she has a brain disorder. And he asked to Google it. She says, Don't Google it. I don't want you to get worried about it. Then Ethan accuses her of lying, and she's like, she starts gaslighting him immediately. And Ethan knows what's going on, and he he just gets straight to it and just breaks up with her. That was the scene to me. I I felt like having to see Kat go through that and seeing what a great arc she had in the first season and then seeing her do this with no content. There are two two episodes left of this season, Mark. Do you mean to tell me they're going to try and wrap this up in the next two hours with everything else going on? Two episodes left. There's no fucking way. Um, 
I wouldn't be surprised if that's the last thing that we see of Cat mm-hmm. Ethan. Because mm-hmm. what else do we get to learn? I mean, unless Cat comes out next week and is completely devastated off what had happened with the past, which would surprise me because we did a really shitty way of trying to end this. And maybe we get a timeline of maybe something happened within the past couple of months that actually meant something, but it probably would have been better learning about it before she goes to a diner and tries to say, hey, I have a brain disorder, so maybe get a scene of her practicing her script or a scene of, of people telling her not to do it or yeah. a scene of, of her, you know, in her room imagining doing it or not. Like, like this, what the fuck was this scene? And then, and then it was like, Ethan breaks up with her and she's like upset about it. And it's like, there, there was just such a great character here. And I'm, you know what, I'm going to keep talking about it. Like this thing, he's, he's failed her. If she, I wouldn't, I would not be shocked if she did not come back. That's the bad thing. That's the, that's the bad thing that happens when you put different stories and have to highlight them above other characters in season two. And it's sad because people liked Cat. There was a a lot good character that I think people resonated with. People had fun with uh, trying to learn about Cat, trying to see what she does next as far as finding herself. Um, She's an unconventional. I think she's like an unconventional look for the show. Like every single TV show, we get the same looking people, skinny, beautiful, look like they're models. Like they try very hard to me to make Rue look like shit mm-hmm. <laughs> because Zendaya is very beautiful. And, and, and Barbie is a, a, a beautiful, a beautiful woman. Doesn't look like Maddie. Doesn't look like Cassie. And they've backburned her. And I think that if you're, if you're promoting a show that has people of color, people non-binary trans, why not promote, you know, you know, someone that is com- like, like clearly like Kat who, who fits what you guys are trying to do. Yeah. And she's a great actress too. I don't get it. This is my agenda. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I this, this is just my agenda. I'm pretty sure it's yours too. Like it, it doesn't make sense because after this, we don't see her for the rest of the episode <laughs> at all. Yeah. And at this point between Kat and Ethan, I don't know if a lot of people even care about wanting to see the lineage of that. And that's, it's, it's sad. We kind of called that cat would be put to the back burner, but not like this. This has been way more, this has been way more of a dramatic fall as far as her story than we probably would have expected. Granted, we we came into this not thinking too much about cat and Ethan, maybe a little bit. just wanted to see where it it, it ends up. Maybe it ends up still ends up in a bad breakup, but it's a completely different storyline than what we got. This was the breakup. Yeah. Where where else? Where else can you go? There ain't this is this is it. It's bad, man. <laughs> this is it. I called this just like I called the Spotify response to Joe Rogan last week. <sighs> Crown me. We haven't should have been on it. We haven't even <laughs> we didn't bring up <laughs> the fact that <laughs> you said should have been on it. You said oh you wanna we should have put a uh we should have put a parlay on it? Yeah, we should have put a parley on that. What I say, I said that Spotify is gonna gonna donate his his salary, and then the next day, Spotify yeah. donates a hundred million dollars to different causes. <laughs> I said it straight up. We got a clip. Go to go to RNC Radio Live Twitter. Scroll down a little bit. Legitimately called it. I called it. I knew it was gonna. Happen. Oh no, Mark, you posted it. You posted it. Yeah, Mark. I posted it, and it, it um it was from TMZ's. I think TMZ put it out Monday around the time that the pod actually ended up getting yeah. getting uh ended up getting posted. I thought it was funny, man. Spotify put themselves in a very, in a very odd position. You had said, "Listen, I know how to I know how to navigate this damage control stuff when it comes to these companies. Here's exactly what's going to happen. It's either going to be A or B." And Spotify went with A literally the next day. Hundred million dollars. Joe Rogan's out of here. They- because if they fire Joe, they admit then oh. that they were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that they were wrong. They don't want to admit they're wrong because their bottom line is still they have to get subscribers. Mm-hmm. So they're not gonna they're not gonna cut them. I would not be shocked that if they're at the end of this deal, they do not renew. But that's that's something to be. We'll, we'll see what the backlash is like. Yeah. Continuing on <clears throat> with the show. Uh, where was I? Oh my God! Wait a minute. Let me scroll back up. My notes. I got. I got. Uh, cat and Ethan. oh, yeah. there we go. Cassie's mom tells Lexi to hide all the knives in the house. <laughs> is it cat? Hashtag is it cat? I, I, I love Susan. This episode, she's great. Um, Lexi's with Fez. Uh, you know, she's having second thoughts, and and she, and you know, he tells Lexi, you know, add his add the time he beat up Nate to the plate <laughs> to the play. 
Uh, and then he continues by saying some people need to get their feelings hurt sometimes. Some people need to have the, the harsh truth about them put on, on stage. And Lexi says her play is about girlfriends who fall up or who, who basically grow apart, which as you see within the core of these, of, of the women in the show this season, they're all kind of growing apart. Yep. You know, they're all going their own separate ways. And, uh, and Fez says, it's kind of like the movie stand by me. And, and they both watch uh, stand by me. Uh, we go back to Cassie frightened in the bathroom calling Nate. Let me can I just say something? I think Sydney Sweeney is a, a, she was great in season one. Great actress. She's fucking unbearable this season. I texted you and I said, I had to turn my audio down. I'm tired of the crying and the screaming. This has for sure eclipsed Ted Lasso. Like, uh, yeah, I, 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 I really don't care whether or not Nate was dating Maddie for real, for real. At the time that you fucked him, you fucked him. Maddie's going to, Maddie's gonna see you one way or another, I'm sure, especially after how this this happened last week. But her screaming at her mom saying, Oh my god, that we were broken up. It was just a little head. Fuck. We didn't even go crazy. It was five minutes. Don't care. Don't care. He didn't even choke me. He didn't even choke. Fuck. Spit in my mouth. God damn it. Whoa, whoa. all right, y'all. Y'all heard that. Why do niggas care so crazy? Shit. Uh I didn't fuck Quantrell. God damn so at this point we get a we get we get a alternating scene between nate and his mother and uh and cassie lexi uh and and their mother sues nate comes down has a really long conversation with the and and i'm and then at this point it's like they're trying to baby face nate they're trying to baby face him hard they're trying to really get to like the wife who should feel bad for him um he admits he was angry with his dad and not everyone else as he drinks whiskey with his mom Mm -hmm. Uh, while while on the other end, Cassie says that she's not the bad guy. Nate and Maddie were broken up, and she was. And Sue said it was a principle, and she says what principle? And she says the "don't fuck your best friend's boyfriend" principle. And I say that was that was quite a line. <laughs> um, back to Nate's mom, she says she prefers Cassie to Maddie, and she was scared that Nate would get her pregnant, saying that she would keep her to spite you. And they talk about the time where Nate uh, choked Maddie, and the, pre- the remember the the charges got pressed against them, and then they got dropped, mm. and all this stuff, and. Uh, well, what do you think feel about the 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 Nate mom stuff? There's a lot of it this episode. Is that we've never seen his mom this much in this show? Yeah. What do you kind of feel about th- this particular part of their conversation, especially this talkative? I, I I was getting a little bit, I was a little bit curious on where her calm came from, where her serenity came from. Because granted, past two weeks she's seen a lot of shit, man. These past uh. 20 plus years seen a lot of shit. Where does this where does this serenity to come from? You you uh uh Nate ends up calling her uh not necessarily an alcoholic, but he did reference that she does enjoy a couple drinks from time to time, but it doesn't really look like she's uncomfortable or gets uncomfortable when she ends up drinking. It soothes her. It clearly makes her very um conversative when it comes to talking with her son about things that aren't very easy to talk about or at least as free to talk about when it comes to conversation between your mom um and yourself but i thought i thought it was really interesting she had some good talking points between herself and nate but my curiosity came in the fact that with everything that has happened especially what had happened while there's piss still on the floor um (laughs) she has stayed pretty positive i think positive in a way that i couldn't even fucking do I think that she is she's coping and I think she's using the alcohol as a coping mechanism because she, even she's trying to kind of balance what Cal did and who he was with what Nate has become. And we'll get into that um, as we go through this episode. Um, Cassie, I, I put in my notes, Cassie is unbearable in this episode as she screams loudly in the yeah. house. Like, we're screaming. Uh, she's trying to kill herself with a corkscrew and her mom says, the corkscrew ain't going to cut it. Oh, and man. we get more more of what I hate this season, where we get two characters giving us exposition for things that we've already seen. She presses her about snitching on Fezco in, in, the, in the beginning of the season. Cassie says, how'd you know that? What do you mean? What's going on? I'm like, listen, we, why are y'all having this conversation with each other as if the viewers have not seen it already weeks ago? Mm-hmm. It's fucking. It's the worst type of writing that you can do in a TV show, where it's like you're, you're. It's like you're insulting my intelligence at this point, where it's just like we know, we know why she did it. We know why she snitched on him. Yeah, we <laughs> then we know she why tries to get, very, very obsessive about all this. 
and she and and the timeline stuff it's just like we don't need to like we know Lexi you know when she started having sex with, with Nate like well, I don't even know why we're having this you've been watching this whole fucking time you know like what the fuck are you doing like it was it was a this the Cassie stuff missed me with it I'm I'm really done with this whole thing and it's gonna continue next week I thought it was I thought it was funny that Lexi said yo why do you even like this nigga so much he used to bar you up in school why do you why do you like him so much? And Cassie was just completely quiet, still looking looking up at the ceiling. I was like, "Oh, what a fucking idiot, man!" I, I, Cassie went from really good arc about her, you know, having a, a accidental, you know, pregnancy and all of the stuff that went with that to this. It's just a dank. Like I was looking, I was, I was looking at Cassie and is audibly grown. Like, ugh, <laughs> it's unreal. It's un. It's unreal. Enough. Yeah. Please, we're we're done. Please save us. Like I'm glad we got two more weeks of this shit. Hopefully, something happens. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> so we get back to Nate. Nate lies to his um his mom about his dad's infidelity. Obviously, we know that he knew about it. Um, Nate's mom says she's she's gonna buy a Peloton. I said, oh great. So again, the fuck was that? Was it to just bring us back to pop culture references like this? <laughs> that reference arc in three years. Will mean nothing. It will it will age itself. <laughs> Talking about a Peloton, I said, "What the fuck did you bring up the Peloton for?" This, what I liked about this show is that even, other than the music, or even including the music, it feels like ageless. It feels like yes, it's a time, it's a period, but it doesn't feel to a point where it's like you could listen, you can watch this years later and not understand what it is because they relatively play stuff that's cool or they don't they don't reference anything yeah. that is like. So, like I think Kat references Reddit this episode, and I'm just like, but th- again, you're gonna date yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> once again. Like we don't, we know it, it. Like some of the writing is just so. I know I'm being nitpicky, but it's just like it's so like what the fuck? Like it's it's not, it's not written to me like how people talk. Um, she says that Nate only got the bad parts of his dad, not the good ones, and he said he was deep. He was deeply flawed, and we raised a kid that was deeply flawed, saying that around eight or nine years old, Nate got dark. And Nate presses her for an explanation of what she means. What do you think Nate was trying to get her to say here? I don't know, because she went into the details of when he would bring her water um, <laughs> late because she just wanted to test him and see if he'd actually do it as a good kid. And he did it, gave her a kiss goodnight and would tell Cal goodnight, but not go ahead and kiss him. Um, Nate just started staring up and hit, and definitely hit the what do you mean by that? But I don't I, I, I truly don't know if she was trying to go further on why he didn't want to kiss I have, his father? I have my theory. I have my theory. And if they're going to pull this face turn, then I think this is the way that they're going to do it. And I think they're going to say that Cal probably sexually assaulted Nate. I think that's what... I, I th- That's what I felt was implied. If you're listening, let me know. If that does happen, do you think that that warrants... A written face turn because the difference between the Nate face turn and the Rue face turn, Rue face turn feels so pro- propped up by the internet as opposed to Euphoria trying to get a real good Rue face turn. Like Rue's face turn, as far as from the Euphoria writers, clearly by face turn and be, be clear by face turn, we mean when when a, when a character goes from bad to good. Yeah, they become a baby face. They yeah, become, exactly. You know, it's uh, a little, little bit of wrestling, a little bit of wrestling terminology, um, a little bit of wrestling terminology there. But the Euphoria writers, I think. When they show a little bit of face, this is clearly going to be in a space where, in a space where Rue is going to do some probably favorable shit to those that are watching. But in time, we're going to see her right back to the projects, relapsing, eventually <laughs> going to go to rehab, so on and so forth. And they know, as far as from Euphoria writer perspective, maybe this is this is me speculating that yeah. Might have been cool for five, ten minutes or so, but we're going to get back to the projects fairly soon. But on the internet, it's, yeah, Jules, fuck you. Yeah. Even this week, even this week, Drew saying, I got to apologize to people for what I did. Completely, like I said last week, they did not want you cheering for her, doing all of this stuff. <laughs> this, that was not what it was for. It, it, was, it was for her rock bottom. Anyway. I, that's what I think. One one of the telltale signs is that Nate has repressed all of his memories of those days, and I think that I, I don't know if they're going to go any deeper in it. I think honestly, it's it's very much like the dichotomy of this character is that like you have done so much that for you to come back two years later and be like, okay, this is why it happened, and you should like 
you don't got to feel bad for him, but you got to you got to know that he's capable of love too. And it's just like, no, we don't. Mm-mm. No, we've seen you've, you've, bad shit. Yeah, you've positioned him as a guy that we should not love at all. Yeah, and that you, you're not that good of a writer to, to dig yourself out of this. Do many of <laughs> many of the shows do things like that? Show a whole bunch of bad shit that somebody has done and be like, ah, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Five years ago, if they it will. Breaking Bad does to a certain extent with a certain character. It does not absolve him or make you think that you should feel bad for him, but it shows you the context of why he is the way that he is towards other characters. Yeah. And it was a pretty pivotal moment. If you know what character I'm talking about, um, you know, he, he, he gets someone taken from him and that happens. And, and it, but it doesn't reframe him as a character. He's still a cold calculated character it's just that you now have that that sense of context of, of why that happened. It's just a blip on the radar, essentially. I I wouldn't say it's a blip. I think that it's it fills in that gap that you didn't know. Sure. With with Nate, it's the difference here because Nate does stuff that is so over the top and continues to do stuff that's over the top in this very episode <laughs> that makes it very hard to to redeem him. Yeah. Because the thing is, we're breaking bad is that they commit to what this character is. Mm. So when you see that, you're like, I know he's still a, he's still a piece of shit. I know he's still terrible, but this is why he does it. And there's several characters like that that they do it with, but they 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 commit to what these people are instead of trying to make instead of trying to play both sides and have one foot out the door. You know what I'm saying? So Cassie Stuck comes downstairs and says, "Who told you Nate was a bad person?" Did Rue say it? Well, let's start talking shit about Rue. <laughs> too late, too too late. You had you had your chance, Cassie. You could have laid it in last week, and you could have been safe. You do, and, and now all of a sudden, when it's when it's comfortable in the area of family, you want to borrow Rue and start talking about the qualities of Rue. You had the chance, you blew it. You're a coward. Uh, Sue says that Rue's had a hard life and compares her father's. Uh, Cassie says that you know our dad up and left. Her dad died, and I was just like, all right. Uh, she calls <laughs> she calls Lexi a loser. <laughs> And it says you need to drop Rue because she treats you like shit. And I was like, I was like, pretty good point. <laughs> could have, could have, could have did it last week. You could have been absolved of everything. Again, unbearable here. Um, we get to we get to Nate who opens a drawer. How did Cal leave him that note? Is that note always been there? When would Cal have even had time to leave him that note? The it's, the note says, uh, uh, "Good luck being the man of the house." When did he leave that? Um, did he go upstairs after he pissed on the floor? No, not nah, right. No. No, would he have? Oh, well, if that's the case, maybe he would have done it before he jumped in the car and went to that bar. He didn't know he was going to do that before he left, right? Because that 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 would be fairly. I mean, bad, he would have to call bad everything. Writing. Bad writing, Mark. That's it. <laughs> bad writing. That is the answer to that. So Rue says as a narrator uh, that you know the reason why Nate has kept it so has has kept it so close to the chest as far as what Cal does is because if if Cal loses his job. And and Cal is 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 outcasted. So is he, mm-hmm. you know. And and essentially, there everyone's everyone's life is ruined. He goes into the drawer, finds a gun. At this point, I said, "Spoilers on," <laughs> because I'll tell you this right now, Mark. The spoilers got this right to a fucking T. To a fucking the bar, to a fucking T. The whole thing that happens here, and they have teased this gun for at least also, a month. Yeah. So gun comes out. Rue gets the jewels. Rue says, you don't want to talk about jewels and Elliot. Fuck them. And goes to goes back to Maddie, who's at the, the babysitter's house. What a fucking capper, man. I, I thought it was I thought it was that, that part was funny. I thought it was funny. I'm not gonna lie. But it it's still it's it's still like how and I'll get to Jewel in a second because we do get back to Jewel with Jewels, but it's like the Jewel stuff to me probably worse than the cat stuff. Um, Maddie's depressed. Samantha, who is the child's uh, mother, who they baby, who she babysits, they come home and they get drunk in the pool, and she reveals what happened between Nate and Cassie. Samantha admits that she was the Cassie in the situation before, and uh, the reason she did it was because he gave me the right amount of attention at the wrong time. And I said, "Well, that's right on the fucking nose." Uh, she explains that these things happen, but they don't define you because she didn't even think that she would be married, but she did because that one moment didn't define you, and that that's a good callback. I love the Maddie stuff this this episode. It was really really good. Yeah. To a certain extent. This was where it ended here. <laughs> um, back then, but that 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 part goes back to what Rue said about judging people on, on one, one, one moment of their life. And I said, that's where we were getting back to what the that's show what, was that's about. What we fell, that's what we fell in love with, right? Yeah, that's the show that we that's the show we fell in love with. So um, but Sam says that her and her friend never made up. 
So that gives an that gives a, a out for Maddie to break the cycle yeah. and to potentially forgive her. Mm-hmm. Um, we get back to uh, 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 Fez and Lexi crying over "Stand by Me." <laughs> Fez is in love, man. <laughs> it's good, man. It's cute. It was a cute scene. I smiled for the first time in, in weeks, man. Oh sm- man! <laughs> oh, all, all we wanted was a little bit of Fez, a little bit of Fe- a little bit of Lexco, man. That's it. We didn't want too much. We just want somebody to be happy. You know what I'm saying? That's what. I- Man, shout out to shout out to this nigga, He's man. He's hitting the patch singing Benny King. Who who but he? Who but who but Fazco, man? So uh Maddie has a disc, Nate's on the prowl. We get back to Faye, who leaves uh to go take out the trash and she sees Custer, who says that the cops came in asking about the drug drug dealers that Fazco killed at the end of last season, and he snitched. And she says, Are you cooperating? <laughs> <laughs> he said, kinda kinda some sort of kinda like that. But I was just telling you, you need to get out of this house. <laughs> and we leave it at that. Ashtray's a little concerned. He, 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 he's just like, whatever. She's a fucking weirdo. Boy, so, he's a Discord boy. He, he, was, he wasn't paying too much attention. It's getting hot. It's getting hot for Fez. So that this is going to come to a head. Again, I wish that it was this was handled in like a a lot better way than this. It's just kind of been this looming thing that's happening. And I feel like it's just going to happen to, I guess, build up to this play that's going to happen. Um, Nate... <sighs> Maddie comes home. Nate is, in Maddie's room. Nate is in Maddie's room with the gun. How'd he get in? As soon as as soon as you heard the gun cock, what was, what was, what was the sound that you made? The, the, the sound that I'm the, the future shit. I knew it was happening. So it was like it was worse. So it was a good shot with him in the mirror and her in the bathroom, though. It was a very horror movie-esque shot. So um she he points the gun at her. Uh, he says, can you imagine me sitting here with a gun forcing you to accept my apology? He's like, I know you're not going to you're not going to apologize. And this is my notes say it plain and clear. We're jumping the shark with Nate over the field. Pure mustache twirling bullshit. He tells Maddie that it was Jules in the video. Maddie says, how did Maddie not watch? Here's my thing. Maddie never watched it. That was that, that was awesome. I, I thought she was playing dumb because he's like, hey, so um, how do you feel knowing that it was Jules? Jules, what do you mean, man? I, I thought I thought I thought she was, I thought she was playing stupid, but after a while, I was like, oh, she really hasn't watched this video. So my thing was this: what was the point of? I feel like this was, I feel like they had this this disc angle as a red herring, and I don't think he knew what how this was going to end. Was I don't there, think he knew. I don't think Sam knew how this was going to end. Was there was there text on the disc? No. no, there was a little bit of writing on the disc. It was like a little Sharpie writing on the disc, right? So maybe if Maddie didn't watch it, probably knew what was on the disc. Let's, let's take a quick image real quick. I'm just going to type in Euphoria Cal Disc. So January 17th, 2022, what was on the disc? I'm just, I just want an image of the disc. Uh, no, there's, I don't think there's text on it. From what I'm you seeing, see it. yeah. From what I'm seeing on Google, I mean, we saw it in we saw it in Maddie's purse. We saw it as she was laying it on her stomach. She was just sitting in there, chilling, thinking, contemplating. Um, I literally cannot find the image of this disc on Google right now. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's just odd because there's just no there's 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 no wider like this scene doesn't work. Because Cassie, not not Cassie, but Maddie doesn't even know what, what the the risk of it. Yeah. And again, we get more exposition disguised as plot mm-hmm. with Nate admitting what was on the disc. She didn't know what was on it. What the th- this part was extremely frustrating <laughs> to watch because again, we don't like. I I, I think that it, it 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 gets down to a point where it's just, it's like we don't know why she took the disc. We thought we were she was gonna watch it, and now it's like from 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 this scene we, we have to see this really uncomfortable scene of, of Nate attempting to holding her at gunpoint and 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 like, well actually no she did watch the tape because that's why she asked him if he was gay. But why did she take it? Was she was she was, was it just regular blackmail? Was that was that the reason why she asked if he was gay? But then if was, she did watch it, she would have immediately known it was Jules though. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, like. Her motive, her motivations in this scene is why this scene doesn't work. Like it, it, oh, it this scene oh, was a complete shit. like what the fuck? I think it just you know what out. I mean? Like I have no clue what what the purpose of it was, and 
I, I think like uh, in, a, in a larger sense, it's like because that doesn't work, this whole thing has no has no stakes. There's no stakes to raise here. There's nothing going on here. So it's, it, it just it just makes no sense. It, it, it's just it's just a complete fucking wet fart for me here. Like she's gotten like two seconds on the show, period. <laughs> so like we don't know what the what you know why she does any of this stuff. It, it just this was a perplexing scene. She ends up giving giving up where the disc is, but under the threat of violence. I, I just thought it was just a, it was just a, a, a icky nasty scene against women in the show here. It's just it's just nasty. I, I didn't like it. Yeah, it was it was pretty uh it was pretty bad when he started taking the guns out. He played a little Russian roulette, put it to her head. I'm like, you're not gonna pull it. So why so why so why even bother? You're not gonna shoot Maddie, especially in her own house. And then he starts putting it to his head and he said, they're not. They're, I, I, I for a split second, I actually thought he was gonna shoot himself. But I was like, they're not going to write off Nate by him no. just killing himself right in front of Maddie and doing no. this. So seconds afterwards, he was like, all right, all right, fuck it, fuck it. It's in the damn, it's in the damn, uh, it's in my purse. Fuck, fuck, fuck. And I was like, all right, well, biggest L of the week clearly goes to Maddie. She had so much riding for her as far as the weapon that she had. Obviously, it wasn't a gun, but she had her own weapon. And Was it a weapon? She didn't plan on using it. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I mean, hey, it's true, too. She just had it. What was she? What, what was she even riding around with it for? Oh, if only for the reason she had it was because she, we needed to have her do that for the for the story and for the the, the next time on yeah. last week. Yeah. There was no reason for her to even have it in the car with her. Well, I knew, <sighs> I knew so for the, fact that Nate wasn't going to up it though. As soon as he put it to Maddie, so it's like he, he he clearly got what he wanted. He turned red in the face and started just like Randy Orton last week. We get Randy Orton again this week, and Maddie takes the L. Right into Method Man, Mary J. Blige. All I need. <laughs> Awful needle drop. The funniest, the funniest needle drop. <laughs> the funniest the needle drop. Who the fuck thought that was a good idea? <laughs> they seen they seen the praise they got for Faith Evans love like this and say, you know, fuck it, run it back. Let's do more '90s hip hop and R and B. So Nate calls Jules, says he's outside of her house. She says, "Oh, wrong number." And then and he says, "No." <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. I got the tape. I got I got the sex tape. So she comes down with the box cutter. He apologizes, admitting that he was he was trying to protect Cal, even though he shouldn't have. He says that he found out about them from the disc and he gives Jewel the disc, advising her to keep it a secret or else, you know, it could obviously bury all of them. Jules tells Nate that she came down with the box cutter okay. because he doesn't believe because he apologizes. You know, he apologizes all this stuff again. Face turn. I'm just like that. Listen, I don't give a fuck. Uh, he tells her that everything he said to her as shy guy was true and that he meant it. She says she did too. Dipped out on that nigga. Thank God. Cause he definitely hit the, Hey, so, uh, can we continue Jules didn't win here. Jules didn't win here either. No, this is terrible writing, bro. I mean, Jules didn't win here. we're halfway. We're, listen, man, we're halfway through this season, more than halfway. We've learned nothing about how Jewel is, is dealing with any of the shit that's going on with her, with, with Rue. Um, she helped her her girlfriend's mom flush drugs, and her only appearance this week, the only time she's shown up this week, is to talk about a man. Yeah, and essentially a, a made up man as well with shy guy. After she has been literally barred up from all different forms of euphoria watchers within the past week, which I thought was very confusing, very concerning. Uh, but that's a bigger conversation that we have to talk about with Ruin Jules at a different time. I think within these two episodes, it'll probably get stronger from there. Yeah. Nate calls Cassie. I guess he's on his redemption tour. <laughs> calls Cassie, tells her to come to his place, and she leaves as Sue's watches and says, well, I, I can't idiot. stop this. I can't stop this. She goes back to Nate's house. Cassie waves. Nate's mom is like, I can't stop this. <laughs> <laughs> so Nate and Cassie start pushing each other and they're like I ruined my entire life for you this was the second line where I said no one actually talks like this like literally not a soul in the world talks like this is like some movie TV show shit that right. people say for idiots like Cassie probably yeah uh, so Nate and Cassie is official tissue Jules watches the video back we're back to ruin the fam which I'm just like wow complete tonal fucking shift <laughs> from all of this bullshit <laughs> Back to serious shit, which is which is fucking crazy. Uh, Rue still Rue believes that she hit rock bottom, but she wants to go to rehab. And when she gets out, she says she's gonna apologize, and that's gonna be the right time for her to apologize. Gia doesn't believe it. She says that's cap. She says that's cap, Your Honor. Hey man. <laughs> and Leslie gets mad, 
And Ali says, no, I think it's fair that she's, that she's lost faith in Rue. And he says, you know what? There's, you know, Gia says she's, there's like a 5% chance, right? And she says, what's the hope in that? And I said, well, that, I'm like, that girl is fucked up. Okay. <laughs> she's fucked up. Uh, last scene of the, of the episode, Gia gets in Rue's bed. Rue says, I feel like you don't know, I don't know anything about your life anymore. And I said, uh, same you're here. Fucking, you fucking think after you barred it up last week? Oh, yeah. Big either. surprise. As the viewer, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> can we know? <laughs> can we know about you? <laughs> tries. And eats popcorn. That's all we fucking know. Uh, Ruth says, I'll tell you when I get back. The rehab calls her mom back. And she says, you know, they basically say that they, they won't take her. Uh, leads to a pretty heartbreaking ending where you hear uh, Leslie crying, saying Ruth's going to kill herself if she doesn't get in. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that the rehab center probably just wants her to detox. They probably don't think that it's serious enough for her to go to uh to a full impatient but we'll, i guess we'll see we'll see the uh the outcome of that next episode and that is this episode we, we have two episodes left in euphoria i thought this was better than last week it still continues the trend of this show just kind of flying off the handle and doing whatever the fuck they want to do here yeah um hopefully people that saw all the fun that happened last week tuned in this week and saw hey this tv show isn't just Rue being high and running around the street and having her fun stuff because eventually when you do these type of drugs you come down this week was the come down we saw how ugly that it got i did not get a chance to watch the episode seven preview as of yet so i have no idea where this trails into next week but it's going to be hopefully ho- hopefully it's going to be interesting man i hope at least at some point in this season we get a good indication of at least one of these storylines cat we can throw out that's done. That's I don't done. Need, there, there isn't nothing that they can tell me that that won't make me a believe what was going on behind the scenes or b redeem, redeem this to me. They wasted her this whole season. Nate, Cassie, Maddie were pretty tired of it. Um, Lexi and Fez. I would assume that goes further into season three, which great. I'm pretty, listen. I'm pretty sure from what we see, that seat is empty, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> That ain't going to season three. <laughs> that's that's going to season. Season. Well, that's, that's empty. That's dead. That ain't happening. <laughs> so the, so, the, so the, only, the only thing we have for to look towards in season three is more is the continuation of Ruin Jewels, which we can no Elliot, no Elliot this this episode either. Which again, I'm supposed to care about him. Why? <laughs> I'm supposed to care about him. Why? I'm serious, Mark. I'm supposed to care about this character. I don't give a shit about him. Watch watch them try and make you get make make you give a shit about him by the end of the season. Unless he goes further, I I still I still know he looked a little bit. He had a little concerned look on his face last week. Unless he also ramps up the heel turn and also tries to do that as well. Mark two hours, at least six storylines. Yeah, and we care about. Ain't no room. One or two. Ain't no room. For Elliot. Yeah. Ain't no room for Elliot unless unless it's some exposition plot plot boost and shit there ain't, he is he's a walking plot device if he if the last thing that we see is rue staring at him as he goes away i would be pretty disappointed because that was a pretty big like, waste he'd like, um he'd be like poochie from the simpsons uh elliot has returned to his planet <laughs> <laughs> he's returned to his home planet but we got two episodes left um i don't know where we're gonna go and i, I got ideas where we're gonna go but i don't know where we're gonna go have but you have, have, have you read spoilers on those of course is it as concerning as this week was? No comment. Okay. <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not mad at a no comment. I don't like spoilers, so that is no just comment. fine. That is just fine with me. No comment, but uh, it's out there. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are, are fed up, but it's out there if you want to know. Uh, but I mean, you know that 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 is that's where we're at as as we end another episode of overly medicated. Um, thank you guys for listening. Wait. Uh, make sure make sure you subscribe wait. to our TV radio watch. Uh wait a minute. What's that? What's that noise? No, 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 no. Not yet. What? what? Oh my god. Did I forget it again? Yep. And we I'm have a- I I watched this terrible episode and I'd be like, let me get the fuck out of here. My bad. <laughs> how can you forget? <laughs> how can you forget our, our, our brand new sponsor of Overly Medicated, the Green Award, sponsored by our good folks at Spotify. <laughs> fuck you huh what happened (laughs) oh my god okay 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 green award for me this episode cat 
trying to escape this with a brain disorder, I think should get you an automatic uh, green award. So we're going to have a nice auto, auto green. Going to have a nice reward set for you, um, Barbie. I think that's I think that's something that you could look forward to as you prepare for a pretty big movie that's going to be going on in July. Nope. Yeah, sorry, Barbie. We we know we, we know what you got to deal with. It's, we know it's clear as day. <laughs> Hashtag we know. But you know what else is clear as day is that this is the end of the episode. So thank you guys for for listening to Overly Medicated with myself, J5, and Mark. Please follow us at RNC Radio Live. Please follow me at OG Johnny Five on Twitter and Mark at my man MC on Twitter as well. Next week we're gonna figure out what's going on. I don't know. I, I don't know more memes. I don't know what the memes are gonna be next week. But you know, oh, this is gonna be such a bad week for memes. There's no way it goes hard as last week did. No, there's no way. The, the Cassie versus Maddie <laughs> shit, embarrassing. Do better. Hopefully next week you will. As we get in overly medicated, thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe. Be safe. Be blessed. Stay clean. See you next week.